Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Well, you know what? It's Friday. It is that time again. It's time for Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, the one and only data dog, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Jay, Brad. you're in snow, snowy Washington, D.C., aren't you? I heard somebody call it Snowmicron here, and I just love that. <laughs> Snowmicron. We're in Snowmicron. It's like Omicron and a snowstorm in D.C., and when people are, are in D.C. and they see one snowflake, they're like, oh, my God, I got to stay home. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but we did get a lot of snow. We got, like, you know, anywhere between, like, 5 and 12 inches, depending on where you were in the D.C. Beltway region. And, you know, in my backyard, we had, you know, we had 12, 12, 10 to 12 inches. So it was a lot of snow. Wow. Yeah. Did the white did the White House just completely shut down at twelve inches? Do government officials do anything anyway? Like I don't yeah. know if it's the White House or Congress, they really don't do shit anyway. So I, I don't really know, but they're probably yeah, let, like listen, having, let's having not a go snowball that, fight. Let's not go down that path because we could talk for another two or three hours on the <laughs> at least the inadequacies of our federal government and yes. in Washington DC. But listen, we've got a great guest today. Somebody that's new to me, but somebody that you've known. I, you know, I, I understand the position, but uh, Dr. Katie Pullman from uh, Parker University was with us today, and uh, she's coming with us because she's doing some great things in data and research at Parker. Uh, I believe she's going to have a track at the Parker Conference coming up. So why don't you open up and introduce her, and let's get started. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I, I don't even remember when, when Katie, when you and I met, but um, I, I was fortunate enough at some point in my life to meet you and connect with you. And, and you've just been a leader in chiropractic for, even though you're very young, a very long time. Um, I could sit here and read your bio. You've got a, an incredibly impressive bio, everything from now being the director of research at Parker to being one of the inaugural fellows at the Chiropractic Academy of Research Leadership to being uh, the VP of the ACA's Council on Women's Health. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. You've done so much in the profession, but um, first, first and foremost, welcome. And, and second, maybe you could just, again, tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and how you got into chi chiropractic and even chiropractic research. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me. Um, I love that that a meme goes out on, or should I call it a meme? And then my 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 children. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, when a meme goes out and you see the value of it, and uh, and 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 find ways to help um, the information be shared. And we'll get to that. But a little bit about myself, as you said, I am a, um, the director of research at Parker University. I, um, I got my training from uh, Palmer College of Chiropractic, so the leading research center. Um, I was under Dr. Christine Gertz, has been one of my primary mentors, Cindy Long. Awesome. There. Oh, um, couldn't, couldn't have asked for better training. Um, I did get my PhD from the University of Alberta. So I spent some time in some very cold weather, um, all just to try to uh, figure out um, that the more I know, the more I know I don't know. Um, but that is part That's how it is. of the process for sure. Uh, my research interest is a lot, my personal research interest is a lot in the area of patient safety. And as you said, the special health, special populations such as women's health, pediatrics, and, and, and chronic pain. So I spend a lot of time there. 
Um, as the director uh, at Parker, I also try to develop all of their programs. So they have, both within the research area, or within their chiropractic program, they have a, um, the Synapse Center. So um, I'm bringing in scientists that have expertise nice. in neuroscience, because that's not my expertise. I can help design a study, but cannot tell you what um, content expert. So bringing in, making sure um, those areas are have the content experts that they need, and then they have a nutrition program. We're going to be starting a master's in clinical research program. Um, wow. They have a human strength and human performance. So make sure each of those areas have the um, research that's necessary to have master's and PhD programs. Um, Love it. Yeah. And and so and then with with Parker seminars, of course, uh, being such a great venue, um, an opportunity to uh, opportunity to reach clinicians because our research means nothing unless uh, unless we're going back and forth. I can say I never I always heard in research, you know, most people are like the uh, old white males in ivory towers. Um, and that was uh, all of that. None of that I wanted to be. <laughs> so I've always wanted to make sure that my research is on the ground um, and, uh, and uh, both is informed from on the ground in the trenches and that the work gets out to them. Um, and there's no better way but to bring the research directly to where um, the clinicians are at. So. Yeah, I love it. And I've, I've, you know, shown your work so many times, um, you know, when I'm speaking and, 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 and just shared your publications, you've got so many publications that have impacted the chiropractic profession so positively, but I'm really curious to know, what are you most excited about now in chiropractic research? You know what, right now is such a great, um, opportunity place to be in research the 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 um it is so uh, so i started about 10 15 years ago and so just the changes in those years as you said it's not that many years <laughs> but to, uh but but the capacity number one is when it, when we were starting to research uh and it was very um nationally based right now i i now have a study going on in adolescent spinal pain where we have a branch in australia UK, awesome. Canada, and the US. Um, it's the so first awesome. research to look at in all of um, healthcare to look at adolescents' low back pain and what's going on there. And it's being led by chiropractors from international. And so just those types of opportunities, the growth, not just at one center, but the collaboration that we have between everyone. Exactly what you, Jay and Brad are doing, both of you guys are doing is finding ways to create big data. Um, and that's exactly what we need. I, I, as I said, I study patient safety and because of the rarity of our, of, uh, adverse events and whatnot, we need big data. We need that data to be able to look at and refine. And, and when I look at adverse events, I'm looking at ways to mitigate them. And, Cause I do think we can, I, I don't think that I think chiropractic is a safe, but can we perfect it? Absolutely. But that's, sure. that's only going to come if we have the big data to be able to explore mitigation strategies and, and um, risk and prognostic factors. And so excited about uh, the big data that we have never had before. So the international collaboration, big data opportunity um, it is just growing in the, the continued enthusiasm, enthusiasm and capacity before like you just there was just a handful of scientists. And it's really fun to see that 
um, and the collaborative, uh, it's not just chiropractors uh, getting PhDs, but other people with, with expertise trainings, jumping into the chiropractic world and seeing the value of it. So the capacity and the resources, we have it. We have it in our hands. Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing. And, and I, it would be so much harder to, to have big data if we didn't have people like Brad, who has sacrificed so much, you know, both in time, effort, blood, sweat, tears, money, um, to go the distance for the profession and, and provide us with access to this really important data. And we're very excited because um, Infinity will be supplying the states and um, the other stakeholders as part of the Future of Chiropractic Strategic Plan Task Force, which we'll get into in just a little bit, um, some really significant dashboards, which are going to give us tremendous insight as to what's happening with patients and payers alike. So um, really excited about that. We'll get into that a little bit later. But Brad, like I know that you were talking to Katie earlier about SnapHX, which is your new technology company where you're looking at patient journeys and social determinants of health. Um, I, I know there's got to be opportunities for you and us to support Katie's endeavors. Absolutely. I mean, that's part of the back-end research side of SnapHX. And as, as I was telling Katie, it lines those layers up so well for a researcher where now they got to spend a lot of time putting those layers together where they're organized and now where chiropractic research can look at medication, uh, primary care, other specialties, and it's all neatly put together. It's, it's really designed that side of it for people like Katie that they can use that data. And one of the, one of the big things that I want to do is provide that information. So, Katie, don't let me forget to give you an access to that national view and state view where you can drill down and look at not only a lot of it is claim information, but you're really looking at some of the effects of business processes, how patients are being seen, a lot of aspects to it that you might not think about that you might be able to use. And that's just a front-facing dashboard. We can provide you the big uh, spreadsheets or databases behind that also. So I'll be glad to give you an access to that so you can start looking at it and make suggestions to me of how we can improve that. You know, it's it's on the table to uh, really have every six months or a year updates done to it. So we're staying current with what the need. That's fantastic. And during my PhD, um, to collect the 4,000, only the 4,000 data points that I collected, I put 4,000 stamps on an envelope. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the time <laughs> we can save people from not having to put stamps yeah. on envelopes. <laughs> oh my God. Absolutely. That's and so Jay, funny. The Jay, the other thing that I learned from Katie was you would think that anybody went to Parker would know who uh, Fab Mancini is. You know? Yeah. And she I mean, knows, but she's never met him. Oh so wow. You've got to do that at Parker is is introduce her uh, to to Fab. You know, yeah. Fab is Fab has been a great spokesperson for Infinity and uh, been a great friend of mine and I have great respect for Fab. He introduced me to Bill. And uh, so I hope to bring about change at all of the chiropractic colleges. Once we get this research organized, I'm hoping that it'll help change maybe some of the curriculum that's taught in a more focused or add additional classes that help uh, new docs understand, here's how you apply big data to your practice and technology. It's hard enough to teach these old guys like Jay and I have been doing for all these years. We need the new people coming out, understanding it right at, right at the start of their career and their profession. 
Don't you agree with that, Katie? Oh, I couldn't agree more. And you know what? The value of teaching them um, from the get-go how to use this, uh, then we don't have to break old, old bad habits. Habits. And, uh, and the value that they can bring to us on this data, because um, I'm sure their insight on it, when you get fresh eyes on anything, you, you always get great insight um, from it. And so it would be great. I think it would be a win-win on both um, teaching them as well as what they can contribute to the, to the design of it. The, the combination of the big data and um, the research work that you're doing, Katie, is so important because, you know, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of policy issues related specifically to treating children under the age of 13, et cetera, in Australia, in Canada. Um, I, I don't know of anything specifically in the United States, but it could certainly trickle over. Talk to us about like the impact that you believe this work will have in order to prevent policies that are obstructive and preventing access to chiropractic care um, for these types of patients. Can you can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, thankfully in the U.S. we have a, enough other policy, um, our political issues um, that this one hasn't hit the table yet, um, because really that's what it boils down to is political issues. Um, However, having the data will certainly help and, and big data is what we need because it is smaller. And I think with the, with, the, with the pediatric populations, especially the smaller age, what we need to do is really look at and, and be the leaders in this. I'm so excited of what we can all do, but um, in the, I'm gonna sidetrack for a minute. ADHD just went off. My squirrel just went off. <laughs> <laughs> Butterfly, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> exactly. Um, in the world of patient safety, I always like health Healthcare has been doing, been looking at it for 20 years and have not gotten it right. Chiropractic yep. should be leading that movement, and there's no no reason why we couldn't be because we 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 do. We just need to show the data in it. So same thing with the pediatric population. When things like colic, when people ask me, what I think with colic is there is no um, effective treatment at all. Uh, and it's because like sometimes it's it's gastro, sometimes it's just and then in a child it's so. Um, different. And there was one study that has now been done from Denmark that looked at the potential musculoskeletal contributors that we could look at. I can say that the study didn't come out, um, didn't find anything, but it's the initial study, which we all, sure. we all want slam dunks, but it doesn't usually happen with one study. And so, um, but if we had the bigger data set, with these types of factors in it, how we can look at this so that a mom or a family is going through with a uh, living with a colic child, they can know they don't have to go to six different providers. But when they go right. to six different providers with the with the SNAP EX that you guys are building, a mom doesn't have to fill out the same darn information. Forms. Oh right. my gosh. So all right. it, it, there's so many wins with this, um, and and it, it is more like personalizing the met, uh, the the um, treatment plans with big data. Uh, so it's personalized, but it's big data. And that's how we're going to come up with uh, better solutions and better care. Yeah, I mean, you, we will do not only, um, you know, not only, you know, be, we'll not only be more precise, but we can actually start to predict the outcomes for patients based on any wide variety of variables that we might sort by or filter by or search by. But I, I just also want to mention really quickly, I was reading the WFC uh, newsletter today, um, Richard does a great job with that. Um, uh, 
But anyway, I saw that Scott Haldeman, and he's got some other folks with them, Eric Hurwitz, some other folks, they're doing a study to evaluate the correlation between chronic conditions and musculoskeletal health. And, and, and what you, when you mentioned like colicky baby, you know, there's so many chiropractors that treat so many kids that get such great outcomes. And whether it's placebo or whether it's the adjustment, you know, wh whatever it is, they're getting great results. And, and the idea that soon, very soon, we'll be able to leverage big data to get a greater understanding. It's not about proving something, it's about understanding something. And so to get a greater understanding so that we can serve the population better is like so incredibly exciting. So I love what I love what Scott and his team are going to be doing. And I think that's one other initial step where we can start to bridge the connection between chiropractic, spinal health and total health. Absolutely, Jay. And you know, I was thinking about what Katie was talking and you were talking really and truly today because chiros don't have that big data set yet nationwide data set is somebody else is defining the narrative for you and, <laughs> totally. and, and that's really the first thing we've got to change is we've got to have the data set to define that narrative to be able to take on the narrative and show it with with data before somebody else can in a negative light take and define that narrative in a totally different way in the media that then then you spend all your time years fighting that narrative that may not have any truth to it at all and katie's right a lot of that's based in politics yeah and and if you can solve that right off the bat and if you can show the data right off the bat then the narrative always falls your way. Now, that, that's a true marketer thinking about it, but th that is true in, in trying to really fundamentally change healthcare and this space specifically. Guys, we got to take a break here, but we're going to come back and, and lead right into some more of these details that Katie's been talking about. You're listening to Tech Talk. I'm Brad Koss, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, and our guest today is Katie Pullman. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dave Klein, co-founder and director of business development for PayDC, the chiropractic industry's leading developer of cloud-based integrated practice management software. PayDC is fast, easy, and affordable to use. PayDC will significantly help you improve your practice in three main areas. Number one, it will help you reduce the amount of time needed for training. Number two, it will help you increase your revenues, both from insurance companies and your patients. And number three, the system is based on federal law, improving the quality of your documentation and helping you tell a better story of how you care for your patients. This episode is sponsored by Infinity. In the modern age of electronic data interchange, Infinity is committed to helping clinicians get paid fast so that they can spend less time tracking claims and more times with patients. As a pro advocate for the healthcare industry, we create tools that make sense for electronic claim processing and business analytics. Couple that with superior support team and we strive to ensure that your business is performing at its best. Infinity committed to the future of claim processing. Down, down, down. Slow it down. With the hot data jocks of talk. Ooh. It's Tech Talk. What's up, everybody? It's Tech Talk. I'm here with my very good friend, Mr. Brad Cost, and another great friend, Dr. Katie Pullman. Katie, thank you so much for being here today. It's so much fun hanging out with you and talking research and technology. 
It is so much fun. And my kids haven't ran in the room yet. So it's a win-win. Uh, <laughs> I know. Well, I'm expecting my dogs to bark at any moment now. Some, something's going to go awry, but it's cool. It's COVID. It's life. Um, so Katie, I got to tell you, I am just like so pumped for Parker this year. Um, you know, hopefully everything will, will, will happen live, but man, what a great lineup of speakers. I mean, you got Michael Phelps and David Perlmutter. You got like an incredible group of speakers. Um, talk to us about Parker. It's certainly evolved in the last several years and become once again, one of the nation's best events. Just talk to us about what's going on at Parker this year. Yeah, and so I can say that Parker Seminars itself um, isn't my necessary, I'm not in the day-to-day -day workings of it. I just get to be sure. like you all and get to attend um, and see the great lineup that they have. And then every once in a while, uh, I get to see if they can throw in some research endeavors with it. But I'm equally excited for the lineup that they have. Um, it's such a great place to one network um, and yeah. see what's all going on. And as you said, Michael Phelps is there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will I will make sure I try to get a front row seat for that one, but yep. maybe even behind the behind the scenes. But um, when it comes to throwing in research, I've been very thrilled that they've been so open to this. Um, and one of the things in our profession is we usually have, and it, it's in all professions, so I should don't. But um, is we have our research conferences, and it's really important that that the researchers get together and have time to network. But it's also really important that our research gets into the hands of our clinicians. And when it gets into the hands, that's when we'll start to get ideas from, from of what's going on in the field and back and forth. So that is what um, Parker Seminars is creating. Uh, and I it's think great. I do too. I think it's so great. Um, one of the opportunities, one of the hard things is, is uh, for a scientist to, or anybody let's just for all of us to try to get to all of the conferences um it is difficult and so bringing um hopefully scientists and researchers into the same space is a win-win and, and something new to our field and so yeah i actually have two things um the the one i'm going to be sharing on on social media right after this call it just didn't happen this afternoon but um it, so the first piece is the abstract submissions. And so with that, it's it's a little bit different than a, than a scientific conference where you submit an abstract and then you get told whether you got a, a live verbal or if you bring an abstract, a poster to a conference. And those posters are so old school. We need, we've needed to get rid of them. Although I do think it's a rite of passage to remember to bring a poster through an airport. How many times I've run back to restrooms? Oh <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> it is so brutal. I do think it's kind of a rite of passage. So we might have to like um, do <laughs> add that in just for just for um, some some fun measures. But um, those those posters are outdated. Um, and needed totally. needed a, a, a lift, and um, and so Parker Seminars have done that too. So we've done away with writing an abstract and then developing a poster, which usually have no um, 
nothing to do with each other are not nothing to do with each other, but, but are completely different things and streamlined it where you tell us what your project is about. We'll make sure that it meets the clinical relevancies of, of the nature of, of items we want shared at Parker seminars. And then you create the iPosters. If the iPoster meets the quality standards and has all, isn't speculating too much or isn't selling products, um, then we'll accept it into the um, program. And it's an iPoster. Um, so it's all done digitally. And I can say the so iPoster cool. digital platform um, I was intimidated by it. I don't like change. Um, and so give me my PowerPoint. I know how to use that. But it was <laughs> smooth. It's been very smooth to use. And you can add in videos. You can add in um, audio. Because sometimes you just can't write the words well enough. But if you can say it um, with all the right emphasis, we, it comes across um, so much better. And you can do all of that with this digital um, a, a poster platform. So, so, so Jay, will, that oh, sounds really intriguing. Do you know anybody that's bringing a poster or, or, or submitting posters? <laughs> okay, audience, uh, we were just talking about this earlier. I, I submitted uh, an abstract for this for this uh, for this conference, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited to see how the process goes. Um, if I'm lucky enough to get accepted, then it'll be just super exciting. But yeah, I just think Katie, you've made such a wise decision, and and it's a you know your vision shows through that you're thinking about what the future of research, research presentations, and knowledge translation looks like moving forward. Because that's what it's about, right? Like you said it earlier, it's about getting the data, the information, the guidance into the provider's hands so we can elevate outcomes for chiropractic. So it's super exciting. I love what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And Go ahead. And don't, don't forget the opposite side of that, that we attract more clinicians to contributing to that data set. Right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, let's, let's not, you know, it's great to present it to them and get them in, but we've got to get them involved in getting them contributing to this common platform. Absolutely, 100%. And that's exactly it. Like, they, we have our research conferences, but does a clinician want to spend their time going to a research con conference? where you know give up those patients well here they can present their research the great things the great cases that are happening in their um in their clinics right to all of their their um their fellow clinicians as well as to us scientists that if we have enough case reports out there we can then build the bigger platform for a larger study so yeah, a lot of people don't understand that, Katie, like how research decisions are made. And of course, a lot of it is funding, but but you you know, you mentioned those case reports or those case series that can ultimately drive an RCT or or other other research studies. Can you just share a little bit about the thought process that researchers go through and identifying, hey, that case study is really cool. Maybe we can do this. Can you just share that with us for for a sec? Yeah, and 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 it's something I've been I've been um, as part of a lecture series that I give to to our try one students but what i uh it's important for somebody to know that it's not going to be one study that changes policy it's a series of studies some of those studies yeah. start with our basic science down to the animal models or they have a one case report and that case report turns into a series of observational studies where we're just collecting data and then it's the experimental where the investigators can have some um, control <laughs> over uh, what intervention is provided to and that's when you're really going to get into effectiveness and efficacy but it certainly isn't the one study that that shows anything um, but it's a series of studies um, and but it's 
but no study can get to that investigation, the experimental stage, without those platforms of case reports, case series, observational data. Yeah, I have, I have good, we have Brad and I have good friends. Uh, Dr. Brie Gindel, who was on our Christmas special, you know, she's got some amazing results in her practice. She does pediatrics and perinatal. And um, I'm like, Brie, you, you, you got you to publish a case report. And like I even sent her, you know, Claire Johnson, she had, she had written or someone had written in JMPT, like how to, how to publish a case report. And I sent that to her because like that's where it starts. So, you know, I encourage all you great doctors out there that are having literally miracle results with your patients. Like just take a little bit of extra time and just publish those case studies because those case studies can turn into major impact for population health. And that's exactly what we're going to do is start a case report um, mentorship program. uh, Cool. CEs. CEs. So then hopefully those people can not just not just show it at Parker seminars, but actually get it published. That's great. So hopefully a full circle with that. That's amazing. Leading the way. I love it, Katie. Well, listen, guys, I know it seems like time is flying, but we need to take another break and uh, come back and finish up with Katie. And and Katie, I want to talk a little bit more about patient safety. That's something that's near to my heart also. And and I want you to define that for the audience a little bit when we get back. So come back and listen to us. We're going to finish up with Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us and healthcare specifically is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. As a Cairo Health USA provider, we're excited to work with you to identify which of your discounts are good, bad, or illegal. Most chiropractors bend over backwards to make their care affordable. Unfortunately, dual fee schedules, false claims, inducement violations, and time of service discounts can all put you at risk. And no offense, everybody's doing it doesn't work with auditors. At Cairo Health USA, we're here to help protect and grow your practice. Just listen to our provider stats. 20% overall practice growth versus 2019. Over 50% of CHUSA patients renew their membership year after year. Over 2,500 patients per month use our provider search directory to find a CHUSA provider. At Cairo Health USA, our purpose is simple. It's to improve the quality of life for our doctors, their teams, and their patients. With over 5,000 providers and nearly a million patients, Cairo Health USA is the network that works for chiropractic. For more information, call 888-719-9990 or visit www.chirohealthusa.com. Listen to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk.
Well, welcome back. It's Tech Talk. Again, I'm Brad Cost, and uh, everybody knows Dr. Jay. Um, you know, he's just world-renowned. So, Jay, Jay we're, 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 talking, <laughs> we're talking with uh, Dr. Katie Pullman today. And awesome. Katie, I, I left a while ago, talking, wanted to talk to you a little bit about patient safety, because across all specialties, patient safety is really, really important in my eyes. And in many cases, I think in the chiropractic profession, you've got a lot of undue negative press about patient safety in the past, historically. When you talk about doing research for patient safety, can you define that a little bit better and and sort of wrap into what you're currently doing in your research with patient safety? Yeah, um, I can say I've been doing patient safety research for about 10, 15 years. And again, this is another piece that's been lovely to see evolve. When I said patient safety um, 10, 15 years ago, I got really knee-jerk reactions. Nobody wanted to talk to me because the knee-jerk reactions was I'm studying strokes. I'm studying... Uh, disc herniation and those types of things. And I, I can tell you the serious adverse events such as those things are a piece of it, but it is just a piece of it. And like evidence, there is a, you know, there's a nice little pyramid. There is um, a spectrum that one, that patient safety ranges from, from the, um, from the blame shame culture where bad doctors do bad things. I'm a good doctor. I'm, I'm trying hard so it doesn't happen to me to actually realizing we are humans and things happen. And if something can happen in your office or my office, if we talk about it, that will make it um, better for all of us. And that's the transparency that patient safety gets to. And I can say without throughout healthcare, nobody has been able to get to that transparency levels that other high risk industries such as aviation and nuclear power, they have that transparency. We have not been able to get there. And as I said before, I do think it's something the chiropractic profession can get there. Um, when it comes to how to study it, um, there is like the performance. That's the very top. That's our goal is to make our performance. But to get to that top layer of performance, it's all about our attitudes and our beliefs, our training, our strategies. And one of the things with patient safety is people are like, well, of course we, we focus on patient safety, but is it within our strategies? Is it within our curriculums? Is it within uh, an organization's missions? That's when it's blatantly clear, always um, um, first of line. When front we're, and center. Yep, front and center. Thank you. Uh, of of uh, what what are um, what we focus on before we focus on anything else. So that's that's the whole movement around patient safety. And I work with. Well, kudos kudos to you on that because I think you're right. That needs to be that top level piece. And again, I think the big data research will help that automatically, whether you're trying to focus on that or not, you'll be able to bring that to the very top and demonstrate the patient safety aspects of it. And, and with all healthcare, there, there are things that patients are involved in that unsafe or unhealthy for them, or they get involved in doctors are not all the same across America. You have doctors treating different ways and but again, I think it goes back to that narrative. You you need to be able to show that to control the narrative, and and you can only do that if people get involved in reporting that information. So you can do the research to show that. So Amen, kudos brother. to you on doing that. Amen. Hey, Katie, like I was registering for Parker, and I saw this really cool component that's all around 
research. And I was like, oh yeah, sign me up for this for sure. So Katie, tell, tell the audience this special event that you're putting on, I believe it's Friday at Parker, yes? And so, so tell the audience about that because I, I think they're going to want to hear about it. Yeah, so another piece I was able to talk Parker Seminars into adding was a, a little bit of actual research um, and research-focused topics. And so there is a special research track that is Friday only. And it's going to start with a um, the initial lecture. So you'll have different lectures than the main speakers. But the key speakers, you'll get to go to all of those. Um, but cool. we're going to start with what I'm calling scientific perspectives. If anybody has sexier names than what this, <laughs> <laughs> this like straightforward, what it is, um, I'm, I'm all ears. But scientific perspectives where scientists can come in. And the ACE program, our abstract program, it allows people to submit one study. But a lot of times with scientists, they have a trajectory of studies and it's those series of studies that actually make the difference. Um, and so we're going to be bringing in scientists and they're going to be sharing their trajectory of research and where they're going mm. from there. I love it. Yeah, I'm I, I'm excited about that piece. Um, and then uh, we are going when it comes to the patient safety. Again, it doesn't matter what I think when I'm behind my desk. It's not an ivory tower. But it, what matters is what's going on in your offices. So I need to talk to clinicians. And so the second event we're having is actually talking to clinicians about mitigation strategies from patient wow. safety dimensions that we have found weaknesses are and to try to come up with some actual mitigation strategies. Um, and the goal is that a, a clinician can take a survey in areas that they low, they're low in, they right away are given evidence-based mitigation strategies that they might be able to implement in their office. Wow, that's so cool. Yes, and it needs y'all's help. So I need, you, I need people to sign up for this track to be part of those discussions. So really making a difference. And then the final piece is a, um, a, a presentation on maintenance care, which is coming out of the Nordic area. Maintenance Ooh, care for low awesome. back pain um, is hot off the press and being a part of hearing all about that study. And so again, Friday, um, there is a special registration fee. The, that fee goes directly to conduct more maintenance care research within the USA specifically, which hasn't been funded yet. Yeah, it's like $25. I mean, you know, us chiropractors spend that, that like that's nothing. Yeah, going yeah. to Starbucks. That's so lunch. It's, it's that's, nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's coffee in the morning. And Brad, remember our, one of our most recent FCA events that we did, and, and it was extremely interactive, and it was so engaging and so fun. And, and I feel like, Katie, this is going to be the exact same way, right? Like, you're gonna, you're, people are not just going to sit there on their butts and listen. Like, they're going to be interacting with you guys, providing feedback, getting feedback based on their survey results. Like, I think that's phenomenal. So I'm excited for it. You know, for all you out there, you got to get there. I know it's limited availability too, right, Katie? Like, and it's selling out. It is. It is. It's. A, it's. I, like I said, I want a very intimate conversations uh, to make sure every voice is heard. It's in the room. Yeah. And so it is limit limited. So get on it fast, people. You want to be there. Yeah, cool. that sounds great. That sounds great, Katie. And and you remember when you when you're trying to invoke people to talk, you got to invoke their passion, like we did. Jay was talking about. You know, I was intentionally trying to poke the bear, and <laughs> it ended up being one of the great, the best great. classes I've ever been involved in because you had people on both sides of the fence really arguing to the teeth about the information contained in these big data sets. And yeah. it was just a great, and people talked to me for two days after that about how much they enjoyed the class. So remember, sometimes you got to, as the moderator, poke the bear to get them to talking about the 
both sides of the fence. And when you can get people talking, it is phenomenal. It's great, isn't it? I'm a quantitative data scientist. <clears throat> I like the numbers, but I, I have qualitative data scientists on the team. I'm so appreciative and I learned so much from it. So yes, I need I need yeah. I need that talk. So I will try to be so, embarrassed. Well guys, wait, time's we can't up. wait, time no, is wait. Up. Just we, really quickly, really quickly, Brad, one sec. Um, Katie, really quickly, 30 seconds. 30 to 60 seconds. Give us your perspective. You also sit on the Future of Chiropractic Strategic Plan Task Force. You're on the research work group. Um, we're collaborating together with you guys, uh, Brad and I, on the Chirotech Consortium. But just really quickly, um, you know, give us your perspective. How has this experience been for you? Has it been different than other initiatives? The same? Uh, just, just, just share that really quickly with the audience, please. OMG, if there's anything that's going to be changing <laughs> our future it's this project. Um, it has brought together um, all the stakeholders where we're discussing, um, discussing in a very transparent, open environment. Um, and again, same thing we said about quali the qualitative research, just being able to hear all the different perspectives, not confrontational, and what hearing all those sides and what we can create what that, what we have created so far on the research side, um, our goals, um, all the areas that will take um, the chiropractic profession uh, in research-wise. I know all the other areas are fantastic too, but um, in the research side of things, all the things we needed, the big data, the scholarships, no more starving students because they want to get, uh, you know, the research methodology or the training needed. Um, we don't need to be starving them anymore um, to really yep. figure out ways to, um, we lose a lot of people because we don't have jobs. Um, we don't have yep. jobs in our schools. How do we create those? And so really talking about out, um, the needs, the needs, what the clinicians need, what what the scientists can offer, and bridging that gap. Uh, this this project is doing that, and it's just been incredible to see it evolve and continue to evolve. I'm like, where's the stopping point? Um, it hasn't, and it, it's moving fast and furious. Yeah, it's really cool to be in those leadership meetings and to listen to Heidi. For those of you who don't know, Heidi Havik is the chair of this of this work group, the research work group, and just to hear the the productivity, like the execution on your goals, has been phenomenal. And so it's just a, a a privilege and a pleasure to work with you on this. Katie, Brad, and I are so excited to support the research work group. And uh, yeah, uh, I think the possibilities we think the possibilities are limitless. Jay, it Brad. would not be the end of Tech Talk, buddy, unless we talked a little college football. And, you know, last weekend, Woo. both of our OSUs <laughs> clean plows all the yep. way through, right? Sort yeah, of man. last minute, last in the game kind of plow cleaning, but they made it happen, didn't they? They did. Two great comeback games. I mean, well-played games against really good teams. You guys played Notre Dame. We played Utah, which didn't have a great record, but they beat up on Oregon twice. Um, they were a much better team at the end of the season. And man, I was like, they were down early. I was like, oh, here we go. Like, we don't have our key receivers and right. you know, we got a new a new defensive coordinator. This is going to be a nightmare. But, but you know, Ryan Day is one hell of a coach and he brought those boys back and we won. So I was super excited. Good way to start the year yeah you know we had sort of the same same scenario we were down playing notre dame uh, we yeah. were down into the third quarter and then it's just all of a sudden it was like this massive change 
And uh, to my buddy Joey Coleman out there that was such <laughs> a Notre Dame fan. Joey, <laughs> you made fun of me on our uh, TikTok podcast about, you know, who everybody can play in Oklahoma State University and beat them. You know, they really haven't played uh, anybody <laughs> substantial at all. Joey, we beat you, buddy. Oh, we beat boy. you. And uh, so uh, call me if you want to talk about it, bud. Love it. I love the trash talking. Katie, do you like college football? Do you follow it? I'm a, I'm a, I graduated from Ohio State University. I was like, who's the LH? No way. No wonder you guys are connected. Yeah, by I love it. Yeah. Okay, so hold on, but I have uh, that was I lied. I actually have two questions. So, um, so we've got the college football, um, na- the the national championship final game. It's Georgia Alabama. I'd like to hear everybody's prediction of who's going to win. So, Katie, who do you think is going to win, Georgia or Alabama? I don't think I can vote for Alabama, so I guess it's Georgia. All right, Brad, who do you think is going to win? You know, my uh, my heart wants Georgia to win, I think. Uh, but that'll be a tough game. You know, it, so pick I don't a team. know if it'll Gotta be. pick a team. I, I'll say Georgia. Wow. Okay. I say Georgia also. So there's three Georgias here. Wow. I think it's very hard to beat a team twice in a year, even though Utah just did it. I think Georgia's going to come out pissed. And I think they're going to I think they're going to take it to Bama. It'll be close. But I think they're going to play a better game. So there I we have it. You're, I believe you're right. So there you have it. Well, again, Katie, I've tried to say goodbye several times, and it's just not <laughs> I just don't worked. want it to end. So, so, Katie, again, thank you for spending time with us. It's been a great – you've been a great yes, guest, and, and we really appreciate it. Awesome. From myself, Brad Cost, Dr. Jay Greenstein, have a good day. See y'all. Come on. And the Data Doc of Talk is Tech Talk.